Welcome back, everybody, to another Frame of Mind podcast where we talk about things around photography and try to mold, shape, change, or solidify your frame of mind. My name is Matt Klaskowski over at mattk.com where I do education on photography, photo editing, and joined once again by my buddy, Brian Matias over at matias.com. How's it going with a big thumbs up? Big thumbs up. It's going great, Matt. I always enjoy uh, when you have me on. And I have to say, first of all, I want to thank you have so many awesome listeners because, and maybe even viewers if they're watching it on YouTube, but uh, I get so many emails from people who are like, yeah, I listened to your your podcast with Matt and you know XYZ. So I do appreciate having me on because it's always a blast. Yeah, man, it's cool. People don't realize like we live for we live for the connection to, you know, getting messages and feedback from people. So absolutely. Um, I don't think people realize like how much we like it. So, yeah, it's it's uh, I've been getting just a ton, ton of great feedback. I got a message the other day that said the person said this is this podcast is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, yeah it's like it's like, OK, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Anyway, though, um, for those of you watching, this is, uh, you know, we we talk about stuff. It's it's meant to be it's meant to be not a tutorial. So you, you can watch it. You know, we do have a visual component where you can go watch it. You're just going to see the two of us talking. Um, there's there's nothing visual to go along with it. So feel free. I I don't know about you. I, th- I think you're the same. But I, I try to tell people that tell me like, oh, you know, I don't have an hour to listen to. And I don't think we're going to take an hour. We usually we haven't wrapped up in an hour much, but we're, we're trying. I think the sweet spot is always like 30 to 40 minutes. Right. Um, but I try to tell people like, to me, the podcast is it's when you're doing something else. I, yes. I, I don't ever listen to a podcast when I'm not doing something else. It's usually at the gym or when I'm driving, but I, I don't know how useful or how interesting it is to sit there at your computer for an hour and listen to people. Maybe people do that. I don't know. But my suggestion no. would be do it when you're doing something else. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's if I'm watching a video, obviously, that's kind of got more of my attention. But for podcasts specifically, if I'm not listening to a podcast, usually my morning walk, I'm calling you. And we're yeah. usually talking about the things that turn into these episodes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, our episode today is on Lightroom misconceptions, myths, things like that. Uh, and it spurs it kind of comes from our the last one that you and I did, which what's the future of Lightroom. So um, it's you by any means don't have to go back and listen to that one. Um, but we're time when we're talking about Lightroom, we are talking about Lightroom, the, the program called Lightroom, not the program called Lightroom Classic. There are two. Um, Brian and I have been talking about Lightroom for a while now. We seem to be the only people in the world talking about it, but um, we're we're happy that way. We we know that we've stumbled onto a, a really good workflow. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll uh, I'll kick off the first misconception. Let me bring up my little list here. Yeah. So there's a because we got a lot of feedback and people 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 say like, well, I don't want to use that because of this. And that's where the misconceptions all started. But the first one I want to get out of the way is Adobe is forcing us to do this. And that is 100% false. Um, we don't believe Lightroom Classic is going away anytime soon. Adobe is not trying to get you into the cloud version of Lightroom so that they can extract more money from you every month and make you pay for cloud storage and all that stuff. Adobe is actually very, very dedicated to continuing Lightroom Classic. 
um, and and they will be for some time. I I would say I don't think we we talked about this last time. I don't think anybody's happy with two light rooms, and I would assume that there is a hope for a path toward one Lightroom in the future, but I know Adobe and they're not going to do that until it's ready. They're not just going to alienate millions of Lightroom classic users and say, look, oh, sorry, your program's gone. So they're not forcing you into this. Um, th this is something that really, I, I don't even hear anybody else, but me and you talking about um, it's, it's really you and I trying to force people into this. Yeah, that's actually funny. It's <laughs> yeah. true. And force is a strong word, but it's you and I trying to, to talk about the benefits of this to people, but yeah. Adobe's not trying to force you into anything. So no. I think we can I'm, move past that one really fast. Yeah. And, and the simplest way to, to understand that it's, it's, if you were to go to sign your new uh, user to Adobe and you go to sign up for the photography plan. Classic is right there. It'd be one thing if the, all of a sudden Classic disappeared, but it's there if you get the photography plan. Yeah. Um, just by that, you should know that, you know, you're good. To, you're fine. You're okay. You don't have to worry about it. Definitely. You want to take the next one? Yeah. And it kind of, this kind of goes hand in hand. And, and this is, I would argue, the big thing. And yes. that is th this fallacy that actually it wasn't a fallacy of, uh, uh, until October. No. Which was that you have to store, if you're using Lightroom, you have to store all of your photos in the cloud. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's wonderful that we can say, no, that that's kind of busted um, because at Adobe Max, when they updated Lightroom, they introduced what we call local browse. And um, we, you and I have talked about this a lot. We've created very deep videos. You're actually, can we talk about your new course? We can always talk about yeah. my courses. <laughs> I mean, so like, so Matt. And By the time this comes out, the course will be out. Well, so Exactly. And, and the thing is, if you listen to previous versions of this or previous episodes of this podcast, Matt has always kind of talked about my course. The thing that's great is that Matt's course that comes out tomorrow is all about the Lightroom users who want to use Lightroom in this local mode. So you don't have to sync your photos to the cloud anymore. This is like a huge deal. And Matt, not to take your words from you, but you're like, this is everything you were, were, you were basically asking for or waiting for with Lightroom, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely so, so before, if you imported a photo into Lightroom, yes, before October, um, you had to, and that was ver uh, Lightroom uh, desktop version seven is the newest version. You had to, up, it would sync to the cloud just mm -hmm. the way it was. Now there is a tab called local and it's like a fully fledged um, uh, file browser, but you have access to the entire Adobe edit or Lightroom editing suite. And that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great stuff. So the, the, the whole, the whole cloud thing that one I get, it, it's interesting because um, you and I referenced this post that Scott Kelby did um, yep. a while back where he said, what feature would you need to use Lightroom? and not use Lightroom Classic. And 98% of the comments were, were 98% of the comments were either, I, I'm not gonna store my photos in the cloud or or just never, people that just dug their, their heels uh, in. Never Lightroom. And my guess is the never comments were because people thought it was cloud. When in reality, they just didn't know. This feature was already out, but they just didn't know. So I'm, I'm guessing that that Scott kind of knew this too. He he was he was curious to see what people were going to say, and um, and and they did. They followed. Everybody followed exactly what we thought. I'm not using I'm not using the cloud. I'm not putting my photos in the cloud. So yes, 
Yeah, that one's gone. Um, next one would be it costs more money. So I'm assuming most people are on the $9.99 plan, which gets you Lightroom Classic and Photoshop and Lightroom, always did. Or you may have inadvertently signed up for the $19.99 plan, which gets you all of that, but also gets you one terabyte of storage where the $9.99 plan only gets you 20 gigabytes of storage. Correct. So I'm guessing most people listening to this are probably on the $9.99 plan. If you're paying $19.99 and you don't know why, you probably just inadvertently signed up for the wrong thing um, or maybe purposely. But uh, this is the, this this Lightroom does not cost you more money. Um, what costs more money is cloud storage. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go full in and put all of your photo library into the cloud, which Brian, I mean, you you talk about in your course, and that's the yep. differences between our course. They're yes. geared for two very, very different people. Yep. If you're going to go all in and put your photo library into the cloud, then it depends how many photos you have. You Correct. Know, for 20 bucks a month, you can get a terabyte. That's actually 20,050 megabyte photos. Mm -hmm. I would argue you shouldn't have more than 20,000 photos. And if you oh, do- Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. You've opened it up, Matt. <laughs> yeah. If you do, you and I have talked about this in the past. Get it down. Right. Storage yes. is not cheap. Don't, don't let anybody tell you storage is cheap. It's not cheap anymore. Okay. Get your photo library down. It's it's invigorating. It's it's relieving. It, it it offers so many benefits. One of which I think going forward will save you in whatever workflow you do. I think it's just easier to have less photos to manage. So I know it takes time. I know it's one of those things people we've been shooting for decades and just not worrying about space. And I get it, but I, I think. I think you should, but I want to go, that's a whole nother road we can go down into. In fact, you and I did a podcast on what, what did we call it? The, the uh, deleting photos is good for your soul or something. Yeah. Deleting photos is good for your soul. So you can go yeah. back and listen to that one, but great. Episode. Anyway, it's, it's a, uh, it's not going to cost you more money. Um, even if you follow my workflow, which uses a little bit of cloud storage in there, um, it, it's not going to cost you more money. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I would say the next myth is that it only works um, it, like that Lightroom doesn't work if you don't have an internet connection. And that's just, that wasn't true before local browse. And it's certainly not true with local browse. Um, yeah. You could, and this is also for what it's worth. It also is the same with um, Lightroom mobile for your iPhone or your iPad. You don't need an internet connection uh, in order to import your photos and review them and edit them and stuff. Of course, like with anything, if you plan on sharing it, you need an internet connection, but it's not like, um, you load Lightroom. And if you're on airplane mode, for example, on your computer, it's going to say, yeah, it doesn't work. No, it works perfectly fine. And again, the local browse changed the world for Lightroom. Yeah. Um, and, and you can just take a card, your you know, SD card or, or CF express card, Mount it on your computer, copy the photos over wherever you want, browse to your heart's content, edit, rate, review, delete, um, and export. So yep. um, you certainly don't need an internet connection for for William Tour. And, and you know, we, you and I have talked about this one before too. So uh, the it's it's interesting how sometimes afraid people are to experiment. Yes. Um, 
And and so if if you're ever wondering about this stuff and you don't believe us or you want to see for yourself just because it makes you feel better, there's a little button in the top right corner of your computer that you can click on wireless and turn it off. And guess what? It's as if you don't have internet. So, yep. so try it. Like yeah. it, it won't hurt. You won't blow up your computer if you turn wireless off, you know, like does your power ever go out? Did your computer blow up? Did you lose all your photos? Probably not. Right. So just, just experiment. I, I, like I, I shared with Brian, you know, my, my, my mom was going on a trip and she says, she calls me and she says, Hey, uh, I have Spotify and I downloaded all this music so I can listen to on a plane. She was going on a long plane trip. I can listen to it on the plane. And I downloaded all this music. She said, will that work when I don't have internet or wireless connected? And I, <laughs> and I was like, well, turn, turn off wireless or internet on your phone and open up Spotify and see. I, I don't know. I've never done it. But um, you know, I, we, we joked around like if I was young, like as a kid, and if I went to my mom, this was Brian's analogy. He's like, if I went to my mom when, when I was young and I said, mom, what is this? Does this light switch on the wall turn the light on or off? <laughs> She would say, "Try the light switch on the wall. Let's see." What uh, uh, yeah, there's an easy way to find out, and and I will go another step because this fits right in. Matt is, you know, I wonder how many of the messages, emails, comments we get of people who are like you know, the, the never light rumors um, when they haven't even installed the app. They, they yeah. just, even though it's available to you're paying for you, that's the, the, the wonderful irony is you are paying for it already. It's there for you and loading it will not affect anything, but you still take this militant stance based on, I don't know what, and you won't even, it's the same thing with the, with, 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 uh, with turning the uh, Wi-Fi off, like just download it and try, just try, like, just try. You're paying for it, it to, to what we just said. It costs you not a single extra penny. And that, that's actually part of the intro video for my course is, is I, I tell people like, listen, I can tell you about the course. This is a, this, this, here's the only, the only to do I'm going to give you, which is weird in a sales video. I tell people just download it, open it up, click on local and try it. Right. If, if something doesn't click in you, like, oh, wow, this is really freaking cool. If something doesn't click in you for that, close it and delete it. Don't buy the course totally fine but yeah try it you know and don't 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 not open it because you heard it's only for the cloud or it's going to cost you more money or because some industry person said it's light room for children which we'll talk about later yeah um don't don't not try it for that just just try experiment in, in whatever you do yes in whatever you do exactly not just like in life yeah we're see we're actually we're doing a pod we should it's 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 this is not just photography like we're life coaches i think probably. that's right i think that should be our next business yeah <laughs> life coaching life coaching um next one is uh lightroom only works on a tablet or phone um 100 incorrect don't know where this ever came from it was never true and it is still not true today so the the day that lightroom came out again remember we're not talking lightroom classic the day that Lightroom came out, what was it, 2016, 2017? 17. Yep, 17. Um, the day that Lightroom came out, it worked on a laptop, desktop. Uh, it also works on your phone, works on your tablets as well. So it works on all of your devices. Um, and the web. Again, don't even know where that one can. And the, yeah, and the, and the web, yeah. You can even edit on the web. Like if 
you're not even at your computer or don't have your tablet if you can log into your Adobe account and you've synced photos. Again, that's only Correct. for that's people true. that that's true. photos. Yes. But yeah, you can log yeah. into your Adobe account from a web browser and and see all of your edits and change them. Yes. And, and export. Then, I don't know if you know this. I only just found out about this. There's also an Apple TV app. There's a Lightroom yeah. app. It's just a it's just a, a browser and a slideshow thing. Yeah. But whole, I mean, are you kidding me? That's so cool. Yeah. Like, again, whether you follow your workflow where you're going to go all cloud or you follow my workflow, which is I go on a photo shoot and I've got right. 50 great photos. Right. When I'm done editing those, I'll push those up into a cloud album inside of Lightroom. Right. You know, like you just said, I can have my family over and they're here for Christmas and they're asking me about my Alaska bear photography trip. I can pop up the TV, pop open the app, like, boom, look, there they are. Dude, that's exactly what we did in Thanksgiving. Ex that is exactly, that that use case is exactly what. But you weren't on the Alaska bear photography trip. Then whose photos were there? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> were, were they mysteriously taken with a Sony A1 and a 200 was, to 600 lens with Matt Kluskowski copyright on them? That was probably it. <laughs> Your mom never said, why do these photos all say Matt Kluskowski, Brian? Yeah, you never told me you went to Alaska. <laughs> or you changed your name. Yeah. Um, I'm just messing with you. No. Nah, so I, yeah, that we don't even have to talk about that one. It is yeah. debunked. Yes. Um, so the next Here's a good one, one. Yeah, the edit features. The edit features. That this kind of goes, I think, okay. The, basically, the, the, the thing, the misconception is that Lightroom is somehow... Um, kneecapped or has fewer editing capabilities than classic and completely 100% incorrect. And when I talk about editing, we're talking it about- It used to be though. I can see where this one yes. came from. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you, I always refer to Julianne Cost's video that she put out when in 2017, when they announced Lightroom and there was a slide in her video that, I mean, it was like 10 or 12 bullet points of like big features that were like, you know, no photo merge, no um, uh, uh, color grade. Now it's split tone. No, it, it used to be split tone. There was no split toning. Yeah. Um, there were some big ones there that 100, I mean, those were wiped out. There are some things that Classic has in its infrastructure that Lightroom doesn't, like smart collections um, and stuff like that. But as, if we're editing, talking about, we're talking about editing. editing controls though, it's uh, you know, and, and it's, what's interesting is that same little spot where it's under the tools, it's three little dots on the right hand side and you got to be right. in edit mode. But I was, I was a little bit bummed because solo mode inside a classic didn't right. appear to be here. And then right. I'm like, Oh wait, they called it what it should have been called for the last 17 years, single panel mode. I, I used to say when I taught solo mode, I used to say, now this should really be called single panel mode. Oh, and, and it's actually yeah. called single panel mode. So that's right. Anyway. So yes, anyway. all, all editing developed features are inside of Lightroom that come from Lightroom classic. They're all the same. They might be rearranged. I actually think they're better and more intuitive in Lightroom. Now a Lightroom classic user is not going to say that because they're used to seeing it somewhere else color calibration should be rolled up into the color panel because it's color related tool. Um, yes. Why do we have all these scattered things all over the place that just basically as time went on, just got added at the bottom and at the bottom and at the bottom. Right. Now things are, things are organized the way that they should be. So it is more intuitive, although a classic user is probably going to have a day or two of, you know, looking around to see where everything is, but all your tools are there. Yes. Um, there are a couple minor differences. You can edit in Photoshop. 
you can't do smart objects and you can't open as multiple layers and there's no plugin support, which I've talked many times about how plugin support, I don't believe is an issue because I think you should go to Photoshop first anyway and invoke the plugin from there. So it's a quick, easy workaround, but yes. Uh, the edit with smart objects and edit multiple layers is not part of the edit in Photoshop workflow. Yeah, but ne neither Brian or I have any idea if that's ever coming, but if I'm Adobe, I would guess it probably would. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it seems like it's a low cost thing to add, so. Yeah. All right, what do we got next? Keywords. Keywords. Mmm, that's, man, we're talking about some fun times. Yes, keywords. I think this one's yours, so I'll let you take keywords. You know, it's one of those things I oh, feel no, like- I have to, I, This one's mine, right? You did editing features. Yeah, it's yours, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. You're probably like, why did he give me the most boring one of all of this? No, okay. I've got stuff to say about keywords, but go for it. Oh, okay. I'll just say keywords are supported. Um, mm -hmm. What's not supported is, and I, and I think keywords may not have been supported early on, which might have been where this myth started. That is correct. I think it's possible they weren't supported early on, but um, yeah, keywords are supported. What's not supported is hierarchical keywords. So, you know, you have your know, country, United States, state, right. city, town. That would be a hierarchy. Um, Lightroom Classic supports hierarchical keywords. Lightroom does not. I would argue 99% of people listening to this don't need hierarchical keywords. I've never used them. I don't know if you used them. I'll let you take it from here. Nope, uh, spot on. I mean, I, I I think most people, if they have used keywords, probably never even heard of hierarchical keywords as well. And so um, to me, honestly, like the fact that you have keyword support, you can filter by keywords, you can search by keywords. I mean, you have the functionality there. Yeah. Yep. Um, then what's the Next other way? It kind of go along with that metadata. You uh, want to take metadata? Yeah. So, um, you know, that uh, the 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 misconception that Lightroom doesn't have metadata support. Lightroom does have metadata support. It just doesn't have the extensive amount of metadata that uh, Lightroom Classic has. Like I'm talking about like those IPTC fields, things that are m more important for like journalists who or, or commercial photographers who have to ma manage, you know, version control of their photos and, and specific location information. But as far as Lightroom goes, you have what you need. You have your EXIF information, so you can see the details of the photo. Um, you have the ability to add a title and caption to the photo, which, you know, many social media networks will read and it has basic geo tagging support. So you can put in either your coordinates or a, a city state country, and it'll show a little map thumbnail. And if you click that map, it'll open up in a browser. Um, so. And copyright. It's got the copyright. And, co and copyright and copyright. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure what else. Like, let's let's just exclude. I, I'm sorry, but if you if IPTC is genuinely important to you, you have to understand you're probably in the minority of of Lightroom users. Yeah. There, no, no photo app is developing for you. Correct. So help me understand then what you need that's not there. And then I'm not being I'm not trying to be cheeky about it. I'm genuine. I'm curious, like, because I, I know what I need. Oh, but you're going to get some emails. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess I opened but, it up. By the way, guys, don't help me understand. I don't. I don't want that. Don't forward the email to me. Go to Brian's website. Yeah, you can tell him why you need the metadata. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. I'm, I'm. I'm okay not having that information. 
Yeah. Um, and and you know, pe people will often email me and say, well, Matt, I'm telling you this because I want you to carry the flag. Just understand I'm never going to carry someone else's flag to Adobe. Um, you right. know, one person's email is not enough. If an Adobe employee does contact me and say, hey, we know you talk to a lot of people. What are they asking for? One person's email is is not going to be something that I'll I'll ever carry forward. So yeah, yeah, and super quickly on that, you know, to kind of give people a little bit of insider perspective, I think on how we approach these things. So you have to understand that, like, if if it's just you, you're the one person. Obviously, your whole world kind of revolves around you. You are a what would be called a one to one cardinality. Matt and I, and and many others, we get. We interact and engage and, and communicate with with hundreds and thousands of, of photographers over the course of our career. And so we kind of get this, we can start to kind of glean these, these, these trends, these topics that actually are important. So like if I were to go to Adobe with something like a flag, I would, I would kind of, it would be based off of a, a broader data set than just one person. Like, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't just go to Adobe and say, hey, this one person said they want um, the book module in Lightroom. Like, I can't do that because I know for a fact that the majority of the people that we work with yeah. don't use it. Yeah. So. And, 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 I'm, and I'm never going to take that one person's word for, but I know a thousand other people that want this too. So. Correct. Now, you know what I would, what flag I would carry to Adobe would be probably external plugin support. Yes. Um, which, which we'll talk about. Let's, in fact, let's, let's segue this into that, that myth. Go. Um, well, you know, so, so I, I actually called it a myth, even though it's actually not a myth. It's, it's, this one is true, mm -hmm. but I included it because so, so Lightroom classic supports external plugins. You go to the photo edit in menu and you can jump to an external plugin. Let's say Topaz Denoise, which I don't believe you or I even use anymore. Do you? I, I don't use it anymore now that no, Lightroom directions uh, so good but let's just say for sake of argument we went to topaz denoise or photo ai or something which i know you still use occasionally right for upscaling if super yeah. resolution doesn't do the job so so you can do that directly from lightroom one of the reasons i never liked it is it automatically makes a copy when you go yes. to a plugin yes and a lot of times i would get to a plugin and do something and i'd be like yeah i don't like this and now you and have cancel out and now I've got this 300 megabyte TIFF file sitting in my library that I never did anything with because it automatically made a plugin. That's a great um, point. And sometimes with a plugin, like with noise reduction or sharpening, I'd want to just apply it to parts of the photo. And most of these plugins might have masking, but it's very rudimentary masking because they're not yes. masking yes. companies. So my workflow was always, always to go from Lightroom to Photoshop takes about seven seconds. Duplicate the layer, go to the filter, down to the plugin, Topaz, run my filter, comes back to a layer. Now I got masking. Now I got, you know, opacity, blend modes, whatever I want, if I need it, save it, saves it as a layer. I can always go back to it and everything. And it'd be different if coming from Lightroom into Topaz didn't create another file. Then I'd be like, okay, that's kind of cool. But if you're editing a raw photo in Lightroom and you go to a plugin, you're going to create a duplicate file. So then why not create a duplicate file with a layer in it that's got all the good Photoshopness that you can do stuff to? So yes. and and it only takes seven extra seconds to do. So it was never a, a, a problem with the workflow. So so yes, it's not really a myth. 
Lightroom does not have external support for plugins. I don't believe that that should be a showstopper for anybody because I was never personally crazy about that workflow and I'd advise against it. Yes, I actually, I, I, um, I, I hadn't considered that. And as soon as you said it, the rage that I used to feel when I used classic, <laughs> I, I would get so frustrated because it, Matt, it's, you're hundred percent correct. You'd send the thing to the plugin. Turns out the plugin just didn't do that good of a job. You abandon, and then you've got the file still in classic and that drove me crazy. So yes, through yeah. Photoshop is a much, much better way, but. So yeah, I, I, not really a myth, but yes. Yeah. You get the idea. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Well, I mean, the last one on our list is that um, it won't let you use your, um, you can't use your presets, for your Lightroom Classic presets in, in Lightroom. And I'm not exactly sure why anyone would think that's the case because they work perfectly. Yeah. Like, you I, know. I don't know. I don't know if maybe, maybe back when like some settings weren't the same, some all the develop, I don't know. I don't know, even know where it came from, but I do hear that one occasionally yeah. and it's it's false so uh in the develop module in lightroom classic in the develop module because remember lightroom is no more than the library from lightroom classic or a way to organize your photos and the develop module there's mm -hmm. nothing else that's right and we you and i talked about this yesterday like people want to make it more difficult they're shell-shocked we like we've conditioned people to think it's got to be complicated. Like I have to open up this complicated program with a thousand different settings inside of it. And they look at Lightroom and they think, you know what, we're going to talk about that next. I, I actually segues into my next one. But anyway, um, so the develop module has preset panel on the left-hand side, and then it's got your profiles in the basic panel on the right-hand side, both of those. Now, they won't automatically go over to Lightroom, but I, in my course, I have a video that shows you how you can get them over, but you just basically install them. It's under the file menu, install presets or profiles, and you install your presets and profiles. And if you don't know where you originally got them from, right click on one, it'll show you where it is and you can copy it and move it. So it doesn't automatically go. The cool thing is, is that if you are somebody that uses the tablet or the phone, mm -hmm. if you've synced something to the cloud, once you install them into Lightroom, not classic, they get synced. So you can use them on all your devices too. Yes. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. So no other presets. So the only one that I think could bug people are local adjustment, masking. So masking panel in Lightroom Classic has presets, which I've created and sold presets for those. Um, Same so, thing in Lightroom. I didn't. <laughs> oh, are we, are we doing a flip thing? <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Yeah. I'm in masking. Uh-huh. You can Go create a brush. Oh, you're talking about like a brush preset. Yeah, like I'm talking like, about a preset that invokes a, a mask. Like, no, no, no. I'm talking about a, a local adjustment preset. Yes. No. Uh I mean you can create, for example, a preset of the eyes selection in a portrait. And yeah. It ha yeah. But yeah. you like for the adjustment brush. I've never actually, you might be able to, you might, if you. Yeah. So here's what bugs me about it. Yes. What bugs me about it is when you go to add a mask in Lightroom and you add that mask, you will see the word preset and you click on it 
And there is lighten, darken, warmer, cooler, enhance eyes, smooth skin, whiten teeth, copy slider settings, paste slider settings, reset sliders. So they actually have like seven presets in there, which means they can do presets, but they don't let you make your own or import your own. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I was trying to do a test here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. No. Those aren't there yet. Who knows? It, it, they have the area for it. So maybe they'll actually have it one, one day. And if they learn from Lightroom Classic, they won't put it on one long list that people can't organize either. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then our, our, our last one was, it was kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> You're still looking at the presets, aren't you? <laughs> I, can, I can see Brian and he's like looking over at his computer. <laughs> he's, he's checked out. He's now he's looking at email. I was just no, I was just trying to see if I can get that. I think I can, Matt, but I don't want to. It's it's okay. it's too much of a compromise. Okay. Um, the last one is kind of tongue in cheek, but I can't I can't not cover it because I've gotten and I think you've heard it too many messages from people saying, "Well, and I'm, I'm listen, I, I'm." friends with Scott. I had lunch with Scott about a month ago. We, we, we literally sat there for three. We hadn't caught up in so long. We literally sat there. What was the name of the, the, what was the name of the place? I can't remember. It was the steak place. Anyway, we literally sat there for three hours. They, they like, they were ready to kick us out. They were like, can we get you anything? And, yeah. and after a while they even stopped coming by. So Total, friends with Scott, nothing against Scott, but at some point, I guess Scott called, I never saw it, but Scott called it Lightroom for Children. I don't know when he said this. I don't know if he still feels like this about it. We didn't really talk Lightroom when, when we had lunch. We actually talked more personal and family stuff. Um, I don't know if he still feels this way, but, but Lightroom for Children, and I think it goes to what I started to say before, I think people are shell-shocked because it's so stripped down from Lightroom Classic. It doesn't have map module. It doesn't have a book module. It doesn't have a slideshow module. It doesn't have the print module. It doesn't have the web module, which should have left Lightroom Classic a decade ago anyway. But it doesn't have all those things. Um, it, I, I think people are shell-shocked when they look at it because we have conditioned people to think this program has to be really hard. Yes. And when they open up Lightroom, they've gone through it in about three minutes. And then they're like, well, this is it. But to most people, I would argue, find something that you need that you do often that isn't here. Exactly. I, I would consider myself a pretty powerful Lightroom Classic user with you, you as well. Like mm -hmm. I would consider us having photo needs a above most people. I, I've licensed photos to corporations. I, I, I'm a Sony artisan. I've got courses. You've got courses. We, we need photos for our marketing, for different things, for social media to run our businesses. And somehow we can navigate a hundred thousand photo, photo library and do what we need to. So yes. it's got what you need. It doesn't have everything. I don't think it's Lightroom for children. I think it's just a simpler Lightroom interface without a whole bunch of clutter for a lot of stuff. So 
Um, I think calling it Lightroom for Children, like I said, I don't know if he still feels that way. Um, I know Scott's big on books and printing. For me, I would just go to blurb.com because that's where your book comes from anyway. Yeah. And when it comes to printing, um, I, I don't believe Lightroom Classic is where you should print from anyway. If you're using Epson or Canon, you should use their software. So to me, those I, I know Scott is big on those two things, but I, those aren't deal breakers for me, even though I do do both of those things. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, I think it's a disservice by calling it that into, you know, and you could argue that when the Lightroom first came out, yeah, it was really kind of stripped bare and missing a lot of stuff. But today, um, seeing where Adobe is, you know, I think they're going or want to go with Lightroom, um, it would it would be completely um, counterintuitive for them to hobble Lightroom. And kind of like what you said, and I brought this up as well, like, do you really think like, why would I ever intentionally kneecap myself? Like, why would I move to, you know, use Lightroom if it didn't not just like meet my needs, but exceed my needs. There's really not anything yeah. I can think of that I can't do. And, you know, I wouldn't have built an entire course, neither would you around an app that I didn't genuinely believe in. So, yeah. you know, and we know the frequency in which we may need a slideshow or a book. And we know we have very, very simple ways to do this if we want yes. to. Yes. But I'm not going to use a program for two or three features that I only use a few times a year. Exactly. Exactly right. So, so, all right, man, I think we, uh, I think we, we got through all of our myths. Any others to add in there? No, I think those are the, the, the most important ones. I mean, without kind of splitting hairs. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, where can people find out a little bit more about you? Uh, you can head over to my website. It's matias.com, M-A-T-I-A-S-H.com, uh, or you can go to lightroomeverywhere.com, either one. And that's the name of your Lightroom course where, you know, Brian and I, we, we talk about how we didn't even do this on purpose, but we ended up creating Lightroom courses that complement each other. Beautifully. Um, or I don't even say complement each other. It's just we're not competing against each other. And it, believe it or not, it really was not a deliberate thing. It's it's just our workflows. Like we both have different workflows, but Lightroom, you know, Brian's, if you're, if you're going all in on the cloud, which I think is a, it's a great workflow. Um, if you're going all in on the cloud and, and, and that's your, you, you have done, you put the period at the end of Lightroom courses because um, you covered every possible feature, even down to the nitty gritty of where are your photos? What, 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 what photo are you editing? All that complicated stuff that people still want to know, um, which doesn't get very glazed over in most Lightroom tutorials. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, here, do, do this and this and this. Don't worry about where your photos are. Right. Don't, don't look behind the curtain, you know? Yeah, that was, yeah. and that's what I wanted to do is like re not just look behind the curtain, but just like rip the curtain down. And yeah. what you said is 100% like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I, it is beautiful the way both courses just kind of create, were created based on our own workflows. And that's, I think the best way to explain it. Like, I think there are a lot, of, I would argue probably there are more people who are interested in, in your workflow than mine, but I think both of them are valid and we should be able to serve everyone. Yeah. So I also think yours is the meant for the new Lightroom user. Like you go over yeah. all the editing controls and stuff. Mine is meant for a Lightroom Classic user where I'm just showing you how to use this, slot it into your workflow, make it your new workflow, 
make it a hybrid workflow, whatever it is, but I'm not going to show you how to use all the editing controls because I've already shown you that hundreds of times in, in my video. So it's more of a, a, a workflow course there. So. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and you can find, you can find me over at mattk.com. And if you're interested in any of those courses, uh, by all means, just click on the courses tab there. Brian, thanks for joining me again, buddy. Thanks as always, man. I, I say this as if it's goodbye, but I'll probably talk to you three more times today. Without a doubt. <laughs> All right, take care, everybody. Thanks again.